in Superflex City, back in the commissioner's office, back with Russ Fisher, Dynasty Outhouse, I'm Superflex Dude, and back on the pursuit of the sweet spot. In Russ inching ever closer to the, uh, we're we're getting dangerously close to that startup. Uh, like that's that's we're getting to a point where that's all we're going to have left to talk about is the monstrosity of the actual startup of your league, which is rough because we've you've been like, should we do the startup for like four weeks now? And I'm like, nah, let's do this first. Nah, <laughs> let's do this first. Like I'm pushing I, it back as much as possible because that's going to be a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it's very it's two very different philosophies i'm kind of like rip off the band-aid and you're kind of like man let's push this off as long as possible look i can rationalize a way that we need to talk about playoffs before we talk about the startup that's all i'm saying (laughs) right (laughs) and apparently it works because that's what we're doing today (laughs) that's what we're doing i mean at the end of the day you know uh you're uh um, your fear of it is uh, is a lot more powerful than my <laughs> desire to get it over with. So, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever drives the action. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and and I mean, just to be clear, it's not that like I like the startup is the most fun part. Oh, yeah. like you almost you almost just kind of miss it afterwards. You know, you start a whole dynasty league, and you're just like. Man, why did I do that? Now we don't get to draft ever again. I mean, you know, rookie draft every year, make four little picks, two of them are worthless. But like, yeah, it's 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 the most fun part, but it's also people take it very seriously and you've got to have your shit together as the commissioner yep. for that part. So, um but yeah, we're uh, we're going to push that off for another at least another week. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I'm sure we'll do it at some point. Uh, but today we can talk about playoffs a little bit and how to structure those, how to format those, um, you know, how to allow people in, uh, how to, uh, you know, how to de- determine who moves on once you're there, things like that. So, um, you know, there, there's like this one, a lot of these settings are going to be pretty universal, I think, pretty uh, pretty clear cut. But I mean, maybe we can come up with, you know, some ideas for people that 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 kind of, uh, you know, kind of some unique settings as well. I'm I'm oh, curious for sure, about that. for sure. There's there's see this is amongst everything else we've talked about. I think this is one where everyone just goes and being like. Oh, this is the way it's done. So let's just do this. Yeah. Like this, like there's, like you said, this is such a universal constant that people don't even sometimes think that there's other ways to do it. And my eyes have been opened pretty recently to a couple of different ways. So hopefully, I can say something that will open someone else's eyes. Hopefully, we get some DMs afterwards where that have some good ideas that I can steal and use from other leagues and stuff like that, because. <laughs> Like we find so many ways during the season to get the best teams into the playoffs. You know, we started using at least one of the playoff seeds with most points. We started using using victory points. We started using so many of these ways to sort of make sure the right teams get in. But then we've never changed what happens once you get in. Right. And part of part of me is like, that's fine because in the end, it's going to be luck no matter what. I mean, this is such a week to week variance of a game that you're the best team isn't always going to win. You don't always want the best team to win because that's boring. 
So you're going to need to leave a little bit up to luck, and I get that, but you don't have to do the same boring head-to-head, regular bracket, all of that stuff. There are other ways, but we don't want to get too mm-hmm. far ahead. So let, let's start at the beginning. Yeah, uh, let, well, let's start with the boring. <laughs> the, the, yeah. and, and I mean, part of it, you know, part of why it, it doesn't get changed a whole lot, the part of why we don't get too much of a chance to tinker with it is, I mean, we really only have three weeks to work with, you know? Um, usually, I mean, you might like, have four now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that's going to make things interesting. Actually. I didn't even think about that, but maybe we can, uh, I like, I wonder if like, do you, what do you think? Like, what's your initial thought? Just, just let's just run with that for a second. Like, is your initial thought, you just add an extra week onto the regular season and still go with the three week playoffs or just to spell everything out. What we're referring to is the fact that they're adding a week to the NFL season. So the question is, do we push everything back a week where playoffs usually start week 14, then they go 14, 15, 16 is the championship. Do we just start the playoffs in 15, go 15, 16, 17, Mm -hmm. or do we, 14, 15, and a two-week playoff of 16, 17 for the championship. There's a lot of ways around this one. For for the first year, I'm right now, all I could say is right now, I have an email sitting in my inbox to read from the Commission Possible uh, substack that they talk about what they're going to do or like their ideas, and I haven't read it yet. So right now, this is purely me and not having just stolen Matt uh stolen uh Ryan's and Scott's idea which I like to do um <laughs> they're right good now, ones to plagiarize by the way oh absolutely and the thing is they love they they're happy when you do so I don't even have to feel bad about it yep. uh right now I am playing the scaredy cat and I'm saying at least next year I think I'm keeping it the same I'm just going 14 15 16 because I know right now it is strange to think that people would rest starters for two weeks in 17 and 18, but I can't say that. And it would just be so bad to have a championship decided on people resting their starters. Like Mm -hmm. what, what if the chiefs cruise through and they, they do decide to rest Mahomes 17 and 18. Usually that you don't find many starters resting for 15 16 no 16 17 right now but pushing the season another game longer without an extra bye week you're gonna want more rest like you're getting your body even more punished and i think there's a chance that if you have the one seed locked up especially you might rest your starters or if you're in that two three spot and you're just like you know what I'll take the playoffs and, you know, not necessarily kill my guys that are already pretty injured. Let's just, you know, sit a couple. And, and that will, like I said, you want the best teams to win. You want it to be at least a fair fight, right? Like you don't want the NFL. Oh, this is about to be a weird sentence. You don't want the NFL to decide our fantasy football championships. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you want the play on the field too. You don't want teams making smart team decisions to affect our game as opposed to the game they are playing. So yeah. I I'm willing right now, as of now, as of four, six, 21, I am, I have it in my mind that I am waiting a year. I'm keeping it the same because 
there's literally no harm in it. <laughs> there, yeah. there is zero bad things can happen. Um, I'm in a couple of leagues right now where they the playoffs start week 12 or 13, and there were buys this past year. So it's something I've at least encountered before. So if there is bye weeks pushed to week 14, it's not a deal breaker for me, and I'm not thrilled about it, but I still think that is safer than pushing to week 17 and having the championship decided on bad football. Yeah. Like John Walford should not be winning people the their fantasy championships. Yeah. Yeah. That's a damn good point. And uh, we also know that you know the, the kind of the politics sometimes within the NFL. Uh I mean, here's it like if it was entirely up to the owners, if there wasn't a players union, I mean, it, it would be a 40 week season. Like, oh, they, absolutely. They, yeah. they have no incentive to shut it down ever. But like, you know, the, the reason that it, that it took this long just to add another week is because NFL players don't want to play an extra week. It's mm-hmm. hard on their bodies. It's a long season as is, you know? So, you know, you could definitely see kind of some, you could almost call it passive aggressive, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but you know, you could, you could see some strategy in those last couple weeks of the season where, you know, like you said, they're, they're resting players just to kind of maybe guide the conversation towards an extra bye week which is going to make things really weird for I us. I really <laughs> thought that's what was going to happen. I really thought the only yeah. way they would get a game at it is to add a bye week but yep. also we have to consider like, think about basketball. Any given season, game of the season, LeBron might not be playing because yeah. he's he doesn't care about the regular season. You know, he's going to make it to the playoffs, and that's when he wants to have his fresh legs. That's when he wants to have his energy. Are we yeah. at a point where if we add a game, we add two games? If any team starts six or seven and zero, oh, and they have like a week twelve bye week, you mm-hmm. give your quarterback a rest in week seven. He plays three more weeks. You give him another break. I it's I don't see why that's outside the realm of possibility, especially if you they, have a and quarterback might be a stretch just because usually there's such a fall from starting quarterback to to backup. But like Zeke, mm-hmm. I, like these running backs that we're worried about, just the bashing they take, you know, play half a game, you know, play a couple of th- play a couple of uh of sets just so you make your bonus or, you know, whatever is riding on you playing a certain amount of snaps and then get out and let Tony Pollard finish it up. I, I'm more, yeah. I am worried. Let me just put it that way. Uh, so, <laughs> so my answer right now is leave as is because that to me is the path of least terror. <laughs> yeah. When they, when they first started talking about expanding to 17 games, they actually talked about legislating in, you know, you get the full team by week and then every player on active roster has to have like an extra bye week. They didn't end up doing that, but basically, you know, the, the chiefs have their bye week in week 10 and then somewhere in the season, whether it's week one week, you know, 17 week 18, whatever. Somewhere in there, you've got to give Pat Mahomes, you know, an extra week off. Um, and uh, that and that's weird. I don't I don't think I like that. Plus, there would be yeah. s- there had there. I'm sure someone will. Bill Belichick will find uh, like injury loopholes or something. <laughs> right. to, uh, to me, that just 
that's weird. That's silly. I, I I think give the team two bye weeks or don't. That that's really what it comes down to. And it, clearly they went with don't. Yeah, yeah. I guess point being, there's pro. There could still be some rule changes that come along that that kind of affect this even further. So, um, but the one thing I will say, you know, first of all, you know, to your point, I think just kind of the easy thing to do here is to just stay the course you know, see how this is going to play out after a season or two yep. and then, and then adjust. But the other thing that it does, you know, a couple of weeks, we talked about the, the pro bowl, you know, the, <laughs> like you could, now you could, if, if they play week 17 straight up, everybody's playing, you know, your season is over, your championship is over and everything. But now, you know, the, the NFL is still playing a normal week in week 17. Like that could be the opportunity for that pro bowl. So yeah, that's actually pretty awesome. That's yeah. a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that kind of, kind of opens up some other, some other options, but as far as the playoffs themselves, uh, you know, it, it, again, it, it feels like we're a little bit limited with just a three week playoff schedule. Yeah. Um, you know, that gives us plenty of time to determine seeding uh in the regular season generally. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean it, it, you don't have a ton of time to you know to do a whole lot of fancy stuff, but it you know, so kind of the default has been uh, I mean what essentially half the league. Is, is it like is it six teams for you or is it is it fewer? Well, I mean, let's start with league sizes Mm -hmm. uh i i started my fantasy football journey where all of my leagues were 10 at most 10 teams at most Mm -hmm. and i still have one left that is 10 teams and six teams of that 10 make the playoffs it's a little silly (laughs) because i it's it's more than half the league but no one takes it too seriously so you know we're not fighting to change it or anything that's Mm -hmm. that's a lot I, i i do believe that at most half the league I mean, all the trade X leagues are 12 teams, six teams makes the play six teams make the playoffs. And honestly, the only reason it's six is because four just doesn't seem like enough. That's really all it is. It is purely in my head where it's just like, that's a little too tough that to me, just four teams. And maybe that's what it should be, because the less teams you put into the playoffs, the more weeks you have to play with, you know, no bye weeks and you do two. You do some two week aggregates or something like that of scores but to me i'm absolutely fine with 50 percent. it absolutely shouldn't be more because at that point you know you get the argument of the seahawks making it into the playoffs at seven and nine like you're gonna get a losing team in the playoffs chances are or like a five and six team a six and five team some team that really just shouldn't be there is gonna end up making it in just because of the amount of people you let in there so was 50% that the year? Most. That was, was that... quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was going to say, I mean, that looked like that's a my only team, at argument. Least for that play. <laughs> only argument. Everyone's like, whenever anyone talks about that, I'm like, look, if the seven to nine Seahawks didn't get into the playoffs, we wouldn't have beast quake. And what would the world be without that run? Yeah. And seriously. usually people don't care, but at least that's my, that's my only argument <laughs> to, to letting a losing team in because it happened to the team I like once. And we got a really good, one of the best runs ever out of it. Yeah, and one of the best personalities. Like I didn't I didn't know the thing about him like scoring and then going to the bench and eating Skittles. Like that oh, yeah. was, that made him just one of my fa- all-time favorite players. 
Um, and, and I mean, since then we've gotten to know the personality so much more, but, Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So you shouldn't, but can you like, is, is, is you can do anything. It's you, what you brought out the reason why it's better to have fewer teams because we don't have a lot of time to play with. Yeah. Uh, the only way, like, let's say you have a 12 team league. And you want eight teams to make it in. The only way that you can really sort of do it is best ball. Mm-hmm. You know, you throw, you give the top two teams a buy. So you have six teams. You throw them in one pool. The high, the four highest teams go forward. So you're still going on with the same amount of teams as you normally would. But... Mm-hmm well into the next round but you're you're starting at least with a giant chunk of people that are not not playing head to head because if you have six teams going head to head you have three winners uh, unless at some point you're doing a double header i don't know how you would actually turn that into one winner though so yeah i yeah well, I'm, so, I, clearly there's it's it's fine. You could do whatever the hell you want, and if you want ten out of twelve teams to make it more power to you, but you're really at that point limiting what the playoffs will be. Uh, at that point, you either have to start a week earlier to let certain other things play out when you're trying to break the teams down, or you are doing just a one week best ball and the highest scoring whatever moves on. In which case. You didn't change too much, you know, by doing that. It's just, it's still just one week of moving in, you know, and the thing is you're like, you're not even going head to head. Yeah. Maybe in your mind that gets the best teams in. I don't think so because you're putting a lot on one week and, you know, that's the one week that some wide receiver four scores, you know, three touchdowns and you just happen to be playing against that guy or something. It's, it's okay. I, you know, like we always say, do whatever the hell you want, make yourself happy. That's what really matters. But you're, you're muddying a lot of waters. You're taking out all of the work we do to get the best teams in by just adding more. Like yeah. why everyone is so angry about even moving the NCAA playoffs to six, <laughs> you, you know, like they don't even want to move that far. So I, I really think that at most 50% should get in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, that's kind of the, the default, you know, six teams, top two get, you know, first round buys. Yep. And it's just head to head the whole way through. I love all play personally. It's yep. tough to do in a just a normal size league. Like it's a lot of fun. And and it's so for for the Scott Fishbowl for sure, you know, thousands Although, of teams. Yeah, that you have to. <laughs> like you pretty much have to do it. Um the Vampire League, we even really kind of have to do it to some extent. Yeah, a little bit, because uh, you know. just because of the setup, because you have it sort yeah. of tournament esque in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but let me tell you about two of my leagues. One is a twelve team, one is a ten team, uh, and this was me playing around a little bit. You know, this was all leagues I started last year or the first years. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I did was let's just start with the twelve team because again we found that to be our sweet spot. So let's just talk about that. Uh, five teams. Yes, five teams make the playoffs. And in that first week, only the first seed gets a bye. Everyone else plays all play. So there's no head-to-head. And then from... Did I do this wrong? The numbers are completely blanking on me. So hold on, let me pull up the league just so I can... I forgot my mouse isn't working. (laughs) Uh, uh, So, okay, so let's... 
Okay, you're gonna have to edit because I'm not moving fast enough. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I guess I could also vamp. Um, no, that's. Stupid. I'm not great at that, but you're not. You're great at everything. Don't don't put yourself <laughs> down like that. You are awesome. I, I appreciate it, but man, like that's that's the one. The one th I don't think anyone's good at that. I don't think anyone is good at just like it, you know, put you on the spot. All right, talk, fill time, fill the fill the dead air, just start talking. Like no <laughs> one is able to do that. So this one time in high school, like you, you find the stupidest <laughs> things to talk about. All right, okay, I pulled up my league. Um so six teams, this is a 12-team league. Six teams make the playoffs. The four highest records make it in, and the two teams with the highest points for make it in. Not that aren't already in the playoffs. So I that got a little ahead of ourselves where I use two spots where the most points for as opposed to just best record. Um, record is determined. <laughs> uh, record is determined by winning percentage and then points for. If points for are tied, the winner will be decided by battle of the death. The loser will be mourned for a short period of time and then replaced. Playoffs <laughs> will be decided by points for. Week 14, the one and two seeds have a bye. And then the two highest scores advance. Week 15, four teams enter, two highest scores advance, and then week 16 is the one on a one-on-one -on -one slobber knocker to decide the champion. You should not let me write bylaws when I am bored, by the way. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you get words like slobber knocker used. I like that part. I also just like the uh, the the unceremonious death. We, they get mourned for a short period of time, but let's face it, we can't get too attached to anybody. You know, it's just the way the, that Dynasty Fantasy Football works. Uh, the other league that is 10 people, I sort of do the same thing, but I think five, but five people get in. So it's still half the league, but when you do it best ball, you don't have to do the normal amount of teams. Like you could bring five teams into the playoffs because you can just pit three people against each other and the two highest come out. So yeah. that uh, that's what I wanted to really bring up with the way I do these two leagues is well, I completely forgot that it, it, I do have the six players in the 12 team league, but it is a little different a way to find who gets who into the second round. And even then it's not the two head to head matches. It's still just all play. And I mean, technically a, a one head to head is an all play also. So <laughs> it is kind of like an all play playoffs, um, which I, I do enjoy just because how much does it suck to lose and then you completely outscore everyone else mm -hmm. for the rest of the playoffs just because you played that one week against the one guy that scored higher than you? And that sucks. So it really takes a little bit of that out by being able to just say, you're not playing against someone, but if you score a lot of points, you get to move on. Yeah, that's exactly it for me. Like, it just... it. I, I also I also really like any playoff format where you get to choose your opponent. Oh, I hate that. I really? hate. Oh, I'm just I'm way too terrified of it. It's not uh, okay. <laughs> let me rephrase that. I love it. I will never do it <laughs> because <laughs> if if I choose who I'm going to play and I lose, it is 100 percent my fault. Like yeah. there is no one else I could possibly blame, but. If someone else chooses me, if it's randomly selected, if it's the, you know, standings seating order, mm -hmm. fantasy gods didn't want it to happen. That's that's what it is. It's it's not me. It's the fantasy gods. But if I say I want to play Hogue yeah. and, and then you just crush me, even though you were the sixth seed coming in, that's mm -hmm. it 100 it percent my fault. 
And, and I don't want to put that kind of pressure on myself. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that. That's that's fair. That is it is a lot of pressure. No. That's that's kind of what I like about it. like I just I just like any like any strategy anywhere we can force people to you know think and strategize and you know come up with a plan maybe even recognize like look at look at these teams that that you could potentially play like you know oh, you're yeah. the you're the top seed and you know you get to pick between all these different teams normal what what generally happens i don't have any data to back this up but this is just like this is very anecdotal but it feels like every damn season the 6 seed gets in just barely gets in you know bubble team but they're just on fire and they just run the table all the way to the championship like i feel like more 6 seeds win championships than 1 seeds Ever since the freaking New York Giants did it twice in the early 2000s, it's, it's that last wild card who probably shouldn't even really be there ends yeah. up defeating the undefeated team. It's just the way it is. Yeah, and yeah, I completely agree. There, Especially when you do the last spot being for points four, because like you get bad luck with matchups going along. Like head-to-head to me is, I don't know if we talked about standings or format, but like head-to-head by itself, there's too much luck involved. Like mm-hmm. playing against one person one week doesn't tell you if your team is good or not. Yeah. That's why we're about to get into all the other ways to decide who gets into the playoffs. But that's why at least, at least there should be one spot for most points for, because I know again, no data backing any of this up, but everyone listening right now could think of one season where they're like, dude, I had the third most points for, <laughs> but I was in last place. Yeah. Like, it happens to, everyone and there's always the opposite also oh this guy has like the second least points for but also has the second least points against no one's scoring against him and he's in you know third place yeah you know like that kind of i mean third place is nothing you do that dude's making it to the playoffs most likely unless you're bosh in which case his playoffs are always fun um (laughs) again we'll get into a little bit of those a little later like chances are there is one or two teams that deserve to be in the playoffs that don't get in. And again, we don't play in the NFL. This We don't need it to be standings-based just because that's the way the NFL does it. It doesn't need to be purely head-to-head because that's the way the NFL does it. The NFL schedule isn't just randomly slapped together. You know, strength of schedule, strength of finish from the season before is brought into current season scheduling. Mm-hmm. You can't do that in fantasy. I mean, you can, but no one really does. Like, as a commissioner, I'm far too lazy to go back and see how people finished last year. Not to mention there's dispersals and all of that stuff, which change that anyway. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's more random than the NFL schedule is. So why not work around it's the wrong way, but why not take that into account when you're trying to figure out who makes the playoffs? Plus, you know, you think about just just the fact that, you know, talking about randomized schedule, there's also the fact that, you know, we've got 12 teams in a league. So there's 11 other teams, my team and 11 other teams, you know, in order for me to play each of those teams just once, we would have to stop after week 11, you know. So, but we play through week 13 for the regular season, which means there's two games where you have to play, 
you know, a, a team that you already played. You have to play them again. Somebody's got to play like the somebody's just going to randomly for absolutely no reason, no fault of their own. They're going to run into the top team twice. Mm-hmm. And in fact, like there's a good chance that you run into them again. Like you probably got them in like week two. And now, you know, you're trying to sneak into the playoffs in week 13 and you run into them again. You know, So, yeah, like there's there's just uh, there's too much randomness involved to just go off of one loss. Um, I did. okay. so if you don't run a lot of leagues and you want to do just head to head, I'll tell you what I did with my home league, which is annoying commissioner work. But week one was there was three weeks that were all well technically four weeks that were all not randomly scheduled week one you played against you know from the finish of last year first played second third played fourth so there really kind of was previous year's strength of schedule just for one game uh week i'm just gonna make up numbers week five we did the same thing but for current season First played second, third played fourth. And then the end of the season, we did the exact same thing. You know, so what we did was we made sure the teams were playing against each other that were close to each other in record, I guess is really the best way to say it, you know, you know, in goodness, because I mean, that's just the way it was showing out. Uh, Like if you're going to do just head to head, you need to adjust. You can't. You can, mm-hmm. you can do whatever the hell you want. You shouldn't do just randomness, random schedule. If you're mm-hmm. going to do just head to head, because you're one of those people that believe it's all or none. And if you're going to do any sort of all play, any sort of potential points, you might as well just do a best ball league, which is a silly line of thinking. But I know there are people that do that, think that way. I think you should affect a week or two of the schedule, especially those last two weeks, because if you're going to play a team twice, it should be a team that isn't so far off from you. Like if you're the eighth place team and a, and two games out of the playoffs where if you win out, someone else can lose out and you make it in. Oh crap. You're playing the first and second place team those next two weeks uh, and you're kind of screwed. And yes, of course that could happen in the NFL and I get it, but this isn't the NFL. That's all I keep saying. You know, we play a game that is different from them and we should try and make it so our good teams make it into the playoffs. That, that That's the point of this. Like I get there will always be randomness and luck involved just because we don't control the pieces on the chessboard in the end. You know, if Patrick Mahomes has a crap game, we're screwed and that's just bad luck. But we're not, as a commissioner, you're not thinking on that small of a level. You're taking a step back and looking at the 12 chess boards, I guess six, because we're talking about a game. You're, you're looking at those bunch of chess boards and how they organize into a tournament. You're not just looking at how that one, one week, one game works out for someone. And to me, you want the best outcome as possible and mm-hmm. not just a team that got lucky. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's where I, I, I at least like the concept of, of rivalry leagues. Where like, I mean, you know that those other two games, those are going to be against your, your, you know, your rivals, whoever that is. Oh, that's and, right. I, Cause I did say four weeks were scheduled and I only talked about three. The last week of the season is rivalry week. So yeah. you can hopefully kick your the person you choose. You can kick them out. <laughs> like there was no real winning thing. Like you didn't win any money. You didn't win any 
fab or draft picks. It's literally just you get the chance to kick your friend out of the playoffs. Yeah. I kind of like, like, I wonder about incentivizing those rivalry games, like even more, you know, just kind of like whatever it is that you're trying to do. Like if you're trying to get into the playoffs and you beat your rival, you get like an extra victory point. If you're trying, if you're trying to tank, like if you, like if you're trying to tank and your rivals trying to get into the playoffs and you still beat them just to keep them out of the playoffs like you should also get like an extra ping pong ball in the mm-hmm. draft lottery something like that like well there there absolutely is uh in the capitalist pigs leagues you get cuz they're bankroll leagues you get i think it's like 10 bucks in pig you know pig bucks in fab or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um I'm doing I'm starting a Harry Potter league which has a lot of little nuances to it and the point of this league is you know house points like I don't know if you've read the books or seen the movies but they have a house cup every single year and the team with the most points at the end of the school year wins the house cup and I am having a rivalry week and the winner of that game gets points for their house so there absolutely is ways mm-hmm. to pay out is the wrong word even if you want to screw it you want to give someone five bucks for winning a rivalry game in their payouts mm-hmm. sure that's awesome that's that's even more fun because a lot of this is about bragging rights a lot of this is about messing with your friends you know rivalry week and stuff like that but if you want to make some more of it sure absolutely mm-hmm. there's definitely ways to do it yeah um so we kind of mentioned victory points like that and that's a big part of you know where where uh well here let's just go down let's go down the list of the way we have it because i think we do have it in a very good order yeah uh so the the category we're about to talk about is how to determine who gets into the playoffs Mm -hmm. we've talked about how many and now we talk about who get how we decide that many teams yeah usually you just you know the plain vanilla leagues are just going to be standings which is usually just record you know win percentage Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked about before in my league, I like to have at least one. The, the trade addicts leagues are ones are just one spot. Other leagues, my house, my home league and stuff like that. It's actually two spots that are decided by most points for, for teams that aren't already in the playoffs. So six teams get in five best records of those other seven teams. Whoever has the most points for gets that sixth sixth seed. That is very tough to say. Um, and, or, I mean, if you want to do two spots, you take the four best records, and for those other eight teams, you take the two most points for. Um, so I, I think that's a very good way to do it. Uh, all play is the next one on this list, which all play is another way to gauge your standings. It is literally week one in a 12-team league, you against every other team in the league. So you're going to walk out of that game like five and six, something along those lines, you know, or if you have the lowest score, you're going to be 0 and 11. You know, it's your score that week versus everyone else. So you don't, that takes away the variance of the one matchup and literally just shows you how you did against every other team. It's still a week to week game because it still matters how many points you put on the board. It's just not just that one team which I like a lot. So um, do you, do you have to go off of like, do you have to have a record or, um, or I mean, like, is it a preference thing? Um, like, can you just go like, I know that you like logistically, you can just go off of who scored the most points 
whoever Ooh. scored the most points for the entire season is is the one seed. Second most points is the oh. two seed. You know, and, and you don't even... you could do whatever the hell you want. I mean, that's really yeah. what it comes down to. Uh, do, you, do you prefer though the you know having like actually calculating a record, or do you just want to keep track of of the points? No, I like having a record because it is fun to do the head to head. I mean, we like to trash talk. We like to brag when we beat someone. We like to bitch when we lose to someone. It's part of the game. It's part of the fun. So I do think that should be taken into account Mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, What I, okay, we've talked about, yes, we've talked about all of these already. So I'll bring it in. The Dynasty Diagnostic Championship League. uh, The the setup of this league was created by Eitan Mosia. I love his playoffs. It's pretty much team that won the division, best record after that, most all play, the highest all play uh, win percentage, most points, and then all play after that. Like only t- only one team gets in based on their record of their head to head, and it's the team that makes it into first. Mm-hmm. After that, it's a combination of points for and all play. So it really, that takes away so much of the week-to-week variance of I played this one team and they kicked my ass. Um, I have made, I have lost the championship in that league twice in a row, but both of those years, I was probably in seventh or eighth <laughs> place yeah. in the, but the thing is, my all play was always high enough that I made the playoffs every single year. Again, I just had bad luck in my schedule, but I scored a lot of points. So I still made the playoffs and say what you will that I lost you know, in the championship. At least I made it to the championship every single year, even though I was in seventh or eighth out of 12. So that's why I love shaking things up a little bit. And I did actually look back, even in the playoffs, I would have beat most of the teams that should have made it in if we went straight schedule, uh, straight standing, sorry. So if you're going to again, fight with the, why are you going to do, why are you going to bother with head to head if you're going to bring all this stuff in? It's just not enough. It's, again, unless you affect your schedule to deal with strength of schedule or strength of finishing from last year, straight up head to head is not enough. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we have victory points. Like, am I talking too much? Do you want to talk about victory points? You want to like explain what they are? Uh, I would, but I don't know what the hell it is. I, oh, cool. I, I actually, well, I, it's okay. I don't not know what it is. I don't fully understand. Um, I don't fully understand victory points. I don't fully understand potential points. So, like, this oh. is an actual learning opportunity for me here. Okay. So let's. Wow, I got a lot of messages. Uh, let's start with victory points. I love victory points. I don't actually have a league with them, but I love the idea of them. The simple answer of victory points is you have 12 team league. Mm -hmm. Everyone plays their head to head game. The highest six scoring teams gets a victory point. It's pretty much you. You're sort of, you can think of it this way. You're playing a double header. Mm -hmm. You play against the team you're scheduled against, and then you're playing against the league average. So it's, let's say you win your, you win your head to head, you get one point. For in the standings, and then you get a victory point if you're in the top six scoring team. The reason this is awesome is because, let's say, you are the second highest scoring team in the league, but you just played against the highest scoring team in the league. That's happened to all of us, I'm sure. Most weeks, most leagues, you're screwed. You get a zero. You know, you don't get a win. You get a loss. That's all that matters. That's all that happens. 
but you're still, if you're the second highest scorer, you're in the top half scoring of the league. So you get a victory point, which mm -hmm. sometimes it's held separately. Sometimes it's added to the standings. Um, that is a little, I guess, nuance of it where you can say the most victory points gets the fifth or sixth seed, or you can just add it into the standings in the first place. So you can go by just standings. Okay. It's huh. kind of like, you know, uh, in hockey, yeah, they don't really just go by wins and losses. You get you get points. <laughs> yeah. You get like two. I don't even remember what it is. Like you get two points for a win, uh, one point for a tie, two points if you win and over. Like it got very convoluted, but you know, <laughs> that's this is sort of way of bringing it closer to that where just beating your opponent isn't the most you can do. You know, so you know it, it makes it a little more best teams rise to the top by saying not only did you win your heads up, you scored a lot. Mm -hmm. So that makes it a little clearer that you're the better team. So it, using victory points, how, like how, how much weight is it going to carry? Like, is that, is that how you determine all of the teams that get in? Is that how you, is that kind of a tiebreaker? Is it just for, you know, the last like two teams that get in? Something like that. Like well, any way you want to use it. Uh, there's the easy way to do it is if you just put it into your standings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you get two wins instead of one. Then you just do the same way you normally would. Top mm -hmm. five teams get in and then the most points for or whatever your normal setup is. Or you can do you can have it count to victory points separately. So you can say that top four standings get in. Fifth seed is the most victory points. Sixth seed is the most points. Four. I mean, there's there's lots of ways to apply this, especially hmm. if you're not lazy and you want to track it yourself. I know MFL can do it in those two ways, but I'm sure there's other ways you can use it if you want to just do it by yourself. Um, but I, to me, those are the two most basic ways I could think of and the ones that make the most sense to me, honestly. Do you have a preference between the two? I like including it. Uh, right. Keeping it separate... I don't know if we're talking about having like you might as well use all play win percentage at that point instead of just victory points because it's a little the victory point separately is a little less in depth than all play percentage. So okay. if we're keeping it separate, I would just prefer to give a spot to all play percentage. Okay, that makes sense. Um, potential points. I don't, again, like I don't, I don't fully understand it. I mostly understand it and I don't like it. I don't know. I thought you were, a, I was, go, I was going to say you've got an opportunity here to change my mind, but it doesn't sound no. like that's something that you're interested in either. So potential um, points is literally your best ball score. Yeah. That's, that's really exactly all it is. Uh, Usually in, you know, when we're talking about it like this, it's a season total as opposed to like a week, but it really is just, it does, it's and, set up, it's lineup agnostic. It's your, whatever your best lineup would have been. Those were your, the points you potentially could have scored is pretty yeah. much the best way to say it out loud to, to sort of make it sink in a little bit. It's potentially the points you would have scored if you set your best lineup. And it's really kind of meant for tank prevention. Like yes. it's, it's meant to keep people from setting suboptimal lineups, you know, because you're saying like, whether you set your lineup, 
you know, whether you put your studs in your lineup or not, you're going to get the same number of points. Like you're going to get your best ball score. And like, so, and part of what I don't like about it is my understanding. Usually the application is, you know, you get partway through the season, you start to figure out like who's playing for the playoffs and who's trying to tank. And then you start calculating potential points just on the teams that are that are not headed for the playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. is that is that right, or or do they? Yeah, because I mean, if we're talking about rookie draft order for the next year, yeah, the teams that make the playoffs is still going to go by playoff finish. Yeah, that's not going to change. It's sh- okay. That yeah. shouldn't change, um, but sometimes it does. But yes, it is literally just the teams that did not make the playoffs usually get placed in reverse potential points order so Mm -hmm. the least potential points will get the earliest pick yeah the reason i hate that is first of all i i you should be allowed to get the 101 you should be allowed to go for it there's no reason you shouldn't be allowed to right you know oh it's not the way the nfl works it absolutely is the way the nfl works. kind of is yeah 100 (laughs) percent. like I mean, it's the way every sport works. Like, man, look what the 76ers did for a decade. And, yeah. you know, so we're not even just talking about football. Like, you should be allowed to go for the one-on-one. There's no reason not to. You should do what's best for your team within the rules, of course, which is why you should be allowed to set a suboptimal lineup that isn't benching Christian McCaffrey when he's healthy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's to me, it's more dangerous to use potential points because if I'm – if I'm dead set, especially on a year like this, getting Trevor Lawrence is franchise changing for both the NFL and for your fantasy team. How many players am I trading away right now so I get the 101? How am I destroying my team and making sure I don't have anyone that could possibly go off for three touchdowns for zero reason whatsoever? Like I remember last year, week 16, Dan Arnold caught like three touchdowns and it kicked people out of the 101 because of potential points. They didn't start him. No one would think to start Dan Arnold, but he's rostered in every single league. But I, and I get there's going to be the argument that well, the people in the higher up have that same thing. They, you know they they will have players that go off on their bench when they didn't want them to. But then then why why <laughs> use something that's so flawed? You know yeah. we have standings being decided in so such a specific way that. Why not use that? Like, why not use a combination of victory points, standing points for? Why not use these ways that we're creating instead of just saying, well, if you didn't suck at setting your lineup, this is what pick you would get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just, man, I, I don't. I don't think we've really talked about tanking. We definitely need to do an episode. And yes, we could do a full episode. No, on, because I'll just tanking. say, no, it's allowed. <laughs> Stop it. Well, yeah, me too. Um, I I think that we probably need to present a pretty substantial argument because most people feel like you need to legislate tanking out of your leagues. And I I, I, I just disagree. I know we've talked about this plenty of times, especially when we were talking about our bylaws. mm -hmm. Tanking is one of the things that it's like the boogeyman. We are terrified of the boogeyman as children. Yeah. We never seen it. <laughs> we've we've never actually heard or you know seen it do anything to anyone. No one tanking doesn't happen very often, you know. Like, and 
it's not as disastrous as you think it is. Like in the in the you know capitalist pigs, you're allowed to tank. Mm-hmm. I I mean I started Josh Rosen the entire season, you know, and did anyone make the playoffs that weren't supposed to? I don't freaking know, but it's not like it swayed the league so badly, especially if you are changing your schedules. Like if you're Mr. Head to head, that everything has to be that way. You change the schedule. So I'm playing another bad team that Mm -hmm. we're both tanking. So it doesn't matter. You know, you don't have me play the fifth place team at the last week of the season, just because maybe that will shove them into well, the seventh seed team. So maybe that does shove them into six. You know, if you're going strictly on head-to-head, that's on you. Then you have to work on that. Just saying no tanking is silly. Not letting someone try and do what's best for their team. Like, if my team's bad and I'm going to get the 103 and there's two weeks left in the season, why is it good for me to try and win? I'm not going to make the playoffs. I don't want the 105. Yeah, You know, I want to try and get the 101. You know, at worst, I want to keep the 103, you Mm -hmm. know? So... It, it doesn't make sense to not let teams do what is best for them, especially when if we go out of our way to make sure the best teams make it into the playoffs, one head-to-head win shouldn't affect that much. Right. And and I mean, like their argument is, you know, you're basically, if you're tanking uh, and, you know, we're playing against each other in week 13, you're tanking, I'm on the playoff bubble, I'm trying to get to the playoffs, and you just lay down for me, and, you know, and somebody else who I'm trying to, uh, you know, we're we're competing for that sixth seed in the playoffs. They have a tough matchup, and and then I get you know you just kind of you you have no interest in winning this game. So I'm going to get into the playoffs just because of the way the schedule worked out. Again, schedule randomization just kind of isn't great, anyways. Mm-hmm. But it's not your it's not your job to make sure that other team gets into the playoffs. Like yep. your your responsibility is to your own roster, not yep. to anybody else's. Yep. If they had taken care of business earlier in the season, this wouldn't have even mattered. Like I wouldn't even be playing for the playoffs. They they already would have locked it up. So, yeah, it's it's nobody's. It's you have no responsibility to any roster other than your own. And potential points is really just kind of trying to to get us to take care of the other teams in the league. And it's it's so stupid. I, yep. I can't, I can't stand it. Um, uh, and, and again, like, that's why I feel like we could talk for another whole episode on tanking just because like the, 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 you know, the steps that people take, the measures that people take to try and prevent tanking, to try and legislate tanking end up making a much bigger mess than the actual tank ever would. Yep. Like just oh, yeah, we, take, do, we do have tanking on here. So yeah, I guess we we'll will get it. to it. Yeah. Uh, okay, but it is two o'clock, so we're gonna run through the rest a little quick. Yeah. Um, reseeding. So what this means is, like in in the NFL, yep. One seed plays the six seed. Well, I guess one the first seed has a bye. So three plays six. Four three, plays five. Four. Yeah. Wow. My yeah. brain just did not work, and I have to go upstairs <laughs> and do math in a few minutes. Uh, nice. And then the lower seed plays the higher seed. So if the sixth seed wins, they play the first seed. You know it. And that's reseeding is always making it so the higher seed plays the lowest. Mm-hmm. I do that. You know, that in all my leagues, it has that because that's since there's no home field advantage in fantasy football, unless you want to do that, which more power to you, you know, give the higher seed 10 points, you know, because in the NFL, there is a home field advantage. 
I don't, that's not something I like, I like to do, but giving them the easier quote unquote, easier matchup. Cause who the hell knows that week, <laughs> but I, I do that in all my leagues. I do reseed because that is one of the advantages of getting the one seed is you always play the worst team. It's just, you know, that's playoff brackets. That's what it is. That, like that's that's the setup. So I I do reseed. I by no means think it's something you have to do. You know, set a bracket, let it run. Who cares? But I, I do think it is. Uh, to me, it's something you should do. Head to head or all play. Well, we actually answered that already. Where yeah. it's a little bit of both. Um, I do love. Like I think you also said you love the idea of all play a little bit in like in the playoffs, just so you're not you know, the second highest scoring team and the other two teams in that other game did so bad that you would have doubled their score and and then you would have outscored everyone the rest of the way through and you just got screwed in that one week. So yeah, I'm absolutely fine. I, I love the idea of doing a little bit of of best ball in the playoffs. Yeah. My favorite thing with all play, it, I, I'm able to do this in the Vampire League um, just because it's such a big tournament, but I basically have three 18 brackets that you know each one has has a winner basically of the of the bracket and then all three of those play each other in a championship and so there's kind of no question of like you know there's there's no man if i had just won my you know my week you know my week 15 matchup then i would have been a champion it's like i mean you're like you know, I got third place instead of first place just because of that. It's like, uh, you know, all all three of the top three teams are in the championship, and we find out like who who actually scores the most. You actually get your gold, silver, and and bronze that way. And I actually do that with all the payouts. I do that with uh, with four through six, and then seven through nine as well, and they all get paid out. So. Um, it's a, it, to me, it's a fun way to do it again. It's hard to do it in a 12 team league though. You still have enough people. So yeah, it, it, you, you have to do an odd number, I think, or get let a lot of people in. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> there's a lot of people thing I've already talked about. I'm not the biggest fan, but if you want to do five people get in, if you want to just drop in that seventh, just to make it a little bit more interesting, then yeah, I, I do like a lot. Uh, I do like the idea of adding the all play, which is why. I told you the two newest leagues I created last year. I did put that in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So why don't we say either next week or, Hey, maybe on Thursday or Friday we get together and we do toilet bowl and tanking in one show. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Those two really kind of go together too. So, so I like it. Yeah. So we'll just wrap this one up and uh, yeah, maybe next week we'll be able to get to some, uh, um, so get to hash out some tanking stuff. But yeah, for the time being, let's wrap up this episode. Let's adjourn the meeting of the commissioner's office and let's bang the gavel.